you were a fighter pilot, did you know that's what you wanted to do or did it accidentally happen? No, that's what I wanted to do. I think I was like eight when I saw Top Gun. You both thought you married a housewife. That was my dream my whole life. I was like, I just need to marry a nice girl who will take care of the family, who will take <laughs> care of me. You had this dream of having an RV park with your family. You've been looking for this park that is perfect for your family for a couple years now. Talk to us about that. I want to know how do you decide who births the baby? Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Shannon. And we are two women here sharing inspiring stories about fearless females to help encourage you to live your life unapologetically. Welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast. Today on Unapologetically Me, we have two amazing women who are retired U.S. Air Force. One was a fighter pilot, which is super cool, and the other specialized in human resources. They are moms of two amazing kids, and they just went under contract on their first RV park. Welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast, Summer and Elena. We are so excited to have you here today. We're Thank happy you. to be here. Thank yeah. you. So I think, okay, first of all, let's just rewind a little bit. You were a fighter pilot. I was. That is so badass. So when you first like went into the military, did you know that's what you wanted to do or did it accidentally happen? No, that's what I wanted to do. Like, like your whole life. That's the only thing I've mm -hmm. ever wanted to do, yeah. Wait, so you mm -hmm. knew when you were little, like mm -hmm. I want to grow up and be a fighter pilot. Yeah, I think I was like eight when I saw Top Gun and that was very impressionable apparently at that time. So yeah, that was it. That's what I wanted. That I'm so envious of people that know what they want to do right? from a young age. Yeah, it was and, nice. And so what was that process like? Was it everything you thought it would be? Because from what I know about you, I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. So the flying part was cool and awesome. There's just a lot of other stuff that goes along with it. So it was, I mean, it was my, my 20s, most of my 30s. Mm -hmm. A lot of flying and then a lot of not flying. So yeah, but it was cool. What was it like being a woman doing that? That's kind of a predominantly male area, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. Through my 20-year career, I was stationed with probably five other female yeah. fighter pilots. Um, but it was just like most, for the most part, just like having a bunch of big brothers that mm -hmm. were mean to me and picked on me, but like <laughs> no one else could. And they pretty much judged me based on capability versus anything else. So yeah. that's an awesome testimony yeah. because I feel like so many people try to tell, and they don't try to tell it probably is truly their story. These, um, really rough stories of being the women in those environments. So it's awesome to hear that that was a positive part of it for you, that the guys accepted you and. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah, for the most part, it was a positive experience. So yeah. there, there was an outlier here and there, but nothing Like that's too in bad. every industry, right? Yes. Even if it's one that like you look like you're supposed to fit in, there's yes. still somebody that you're like, why are you such asshole? <laughs> <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Yes. Yeah. So were you ever scared? Like, I know you said you wanted to do this your whole life, but like when you first got in that plane and you had to fly for the first time, were you scared? Um, I don't know if scared is the right word. Like the training pipeline for that is pretty robust, so... You're pretty prepared for every step of the way, but definitely like adrenaline and nervousness, but I don't know if fear was ever a part of it. Definitely like high stress times, but training kicks in and then you just kind of get through it. You're just like a badass that was like made to made exactly. for this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In summer, like I know that sometimes the whole fighter pilot thing can overshadow HR. But, <laughs> but yes, dropping bombs. But, but once you own a business, you start learning exactly how hard freaking HR is. Like it is yeah. truly a skill set. Mm -hmm. Hiring, firing, training, yeah. having hard conversations. These are real skill sets that transition into the business y'all are about to buy. Yes. No, we're, we're excited. We have varying skill sets. And I think besides being a fighter pilot, she's very just 
all over handy, like mm-hmm. just in all areas of life, just a very capable, handy person. So I think I will have awkward conversations with people and she will <laughs> fix most everything. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like perfect complimentary <laughs> skill sets for an RV park. So yeah. I have been on this journey with y'all for a couple years now. I yeah. met you when you were both still, mm-hmm. well, you were still working mm-hmm. yeah. and you were still in the military yeah. and you had this dream of having an RV park with your family and you came to, actually we were in a mobile home park conference and you came mm-hmm. and listened to me speak and then you started coming to some of our RV park sessions and learning more and more. And you've been looking for this park that oh. is perfect for your family for a couple years now. Talk to us about that. So we actually found it. It was listed with yep. uh, on a like campground listing marketplace. So she called the realtor and the realtor said it's under contract. Buyers are very motivated. Like too bad, so set. And we were both like disappointed. And we've mm. we've seen a few come and go. So, but it was interesting, like we both were like heartbroken that this one was already taken up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the realtor reached out to you just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, because I told her, I said, okay, I get that it, there's no way that this is going to fall through, but just in case, don't lose my number. And then she sent me an email. I called her that day. We went and saw it the next day and we were under contract a couple days later. Yeah. We actually went to Disneyland that Monday, and and so we're sitting there like in the food court on the ground trying to make a contract uh, while we don't get in trouble with the kids for I think being that's on like our the phones. definition <laughs> of being an entrepreneur. Like all of those things come to a head when you're at Disney World, yes. or when yes. you're like at a wedding, or you're at yeah. like your wedding, or yes. some like extreme event. That's when it's going down. It never fails. I think I posted something the other day that I'm like, if you've never been on vacation and had to stop in somewhere <laughs> with a notary, are you really a real estate investor? Because <laughs> that's how it yes. always works. Yeah, it was crazy. It was it was bananas. And it's how long you've been doing this and trying to find that perfect park for you is a testament to your perseverance. Like, how did you do that? Because most people can't keep up the the whole shiny object syndrome and like going this way and that way. Most people can't keep up a goal for two years and not have that instant gratification. How did y'all do that? Well, you yelled at us all the time about (laughs) our vivid vision and making sure that what we were choosing to do led to Mm -hmm. what we want with our vivid vision. So many things came and went where we would have to stop and say, is this leading us toward what we think our vivid vision is? So I think that was it. Yeah, and the retreats. And then when we would have our tribe meetings, kind of being having to remind ourselves, this is me falling off into, you know, storage or something else and being like, no, this is how I need to get back on the path. It's so easy to get off of that and all of the different things. So Mm -hmm. do do you have your vivid vision written out and it's something you see in front of you or how are you reminding yourself of that it's written yeah, out and keep it in a book yeah it like it also book. evolves too uh, as the kids grow we, we were talking about this earlier like if we were not with kids i think it would be pretty steady but then as the kids grow we're, we're kind of like are continually evolving well what what was best for the family mm-hmm. when they were tiny versus now that they're getting involved in other activities and they're kind of developing their own personalities and likes like it evolves yeah. a little bit but we we keep it written and updated and I would like to say we have weekly meetings to discuss it, but <laughs> they're on the calendar. The weekly, <laughs> the weekly meetings are on the calendar. Sometimes, yes, they don't happen. So I heard a funny story about y'all, and I think <laughs> I actually heard the story separately from the two of you. Um, you both thought you married a housewife. Yes. We definitely wanted to marry a housewife. Yeah, that was my dream my whole life. I was like, I just need to marry a nice girl who will take care of the family, who will take care of me. 
And I think we both expected the other one to be the housewife when yeah, we get married. Like, yeah. we didn't sit down and hammer that out before. <laughs> we did not have an honest conversation about that. Yeah. And we both like to work. Yeah. So what happens now? Uh, we constantly bicker about yeah. eating healthy, like the, the chores, meal, the chores and, and meals being done. Yeah. I wouldn't say bicker, but we harass yeah. each other about. Yeah. We, and we're all we were very precise. I'm sure you guys know, but like you all want it the way you want it. Mm-hmm. And we're not different than that. <laughs> like <laughs> we want it exactly the way we want it. Yeah. So, and sometimes, and with her job, so she flies and so she'll be gone. It's awesome. Because she'll be home for chunks of time, but then she'll be gone for chunks of time. So me and the kids, we kind of get into a routine of this is how we live. And she's like, this is how you live? So you work for a commercial <laughs> airline. So yeah. that you're home how many days, you think? I'm like home 15 to 17 days a month. And then so it's quite a few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the spurts of being gone are long. Yeah, yeah. that's a long time away. How do you yeah. how do you handle that? Because for me, I'd be like scared to be alone. Or I would miss, like I'd miss my significant other. Yeah, both things. Yeah. But um, we kind of won the lottery we uh, my in-laws are amazing amazing human mm-hmm. beings and so we live on on their property actually in, in a house that my father-in-law grew up in and when i'm having a bad time when i need some support the kids just run over to grandma and grandpa's mm-hmm. house right like there's it's just a little community of family and it's amazing so i'm never i'm never alone alone that's wonderful yeah yeah so I have a question that you can tell me you don't want to answer. <laughs> I want to know, how do you decide who births the baby? Oh, well, that was easy. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> I had zero interest in birthing a baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I said, well, you know, we have these two uteruses that we could both be using if that mine doesn't, like you could for whatever reason, baby, work. Yeah, right? she was like, well, if, my, if yours doesn't work, we could adopt. Oh. <laughs> yep. That's my favorite my favorite thing that she said, she was like, yeah, just know. This, that's it's part of that housewife job. Yes. Right? Right? <laughs> you get it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Nobody be offended. We don't actually think that's a housewife's job. But, wow. <laughs> but seriously, wouldn't that be great? Like just someone who just took care of you. Well, the, right. the, our last guest, um, Vina Jetty, I don't know if y'all know her. She's raised over a billion dollars in money oh and bought gosh. all these multifamily properties. She literally has an employee that she calls her wife because it's the person who comes in and does all of that stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. You need to hire so one. That is, that's, I think that's, that's goals, what you guys right? Need. That's yeah. goals. Mm-hmm. Put that on that vivid vision for three that's years from now. You want to hire your whatever. The the, we need a new we role. Need to come up we need with a title for this role that is it. I'm going to start a business <laughs> where I like have how like Instead have of hiring nannies. Yeah. And then people can come be like, oh, I want to like, it's like care.com, but like, you know, but for, for you, a wife. right. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe that's your like goals for three yeah. years. Is Add that to your yeah. Vivid vision. That's a good idea. <laughs> Cause we have written on there. The first person, if we could hire would be a chef. Yes. Cause mm. we just, we like to cook for fun, but not every single day, every meal. I Wait, so cooking. is it the cooking you don't like or the cleanup from the cooking? Cause oh. I will cook anything you want to yeah. eat. If somebody else will clean up. It's all of it for me. Can I, I be your wife? That would be, I will clean if you will cook. Yes. Yeah. I love cooking. Yeah. So do you guys, how does it work? I, I think it's just the time it takes where the kids are coming in. Hey, I want to play. I want to do this. And, and I just, I think I feel bad or guilty because we're constantly in a minute, in a minute. Mm. And it just, it gets old. So it, neither one really bothered me though. 
Yeah, I just don't like to do either one. I don't want to spend my time on it. <laughs> You're going to do anything. No. I Like, if you could just grab a box out of the cupboard of, like, a healthy meal. She totally would. Wait, so dead, what do you fine. imagine as your role in the relationship? Because I haven't yet heard anything <laughs> that Elena actually wants to do. Um, she's going to fix everything. She fixes everybody fixing everything. She really does. I don't mind cleaning. I don't mind no. doing laundry. Okay. No, she yeah. doesn't. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But she really does fix Anything and everything. Like, there's not anything, especially we are in a much older home mm. that may or may not have mice. Um, <laughs> I hear them in the walls because I have them at the cabin and I can hear them like biting through my walls. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We'll talk okay. later about how to help you with that. Oh, that, really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> no, I kept hearing something like that. Oh because gosh. I was from Tennessee, I thought it was a mouse, but I live in South Florida now and it's iguanas. <laughs> so what? we have iguanas all inside the room. Those things are mean. They are crazy. They can so, smack you with, your, with their yes, tail really hard. And they're, they're like outside my glass window, like pounding on the window trying to get in. They are creepy and they scare the cats like to death. Oh, the cats don't try to chase them? No, they see them out the window and they think oh. they want them. And then the iguana comes up to the window and just like whacks on it. And the cats <laughs> like, God. Those things, I'd rather have mice over iguana They were day. creepy. That cost a lot of money to get them okay, out Okay, so attic. have you got the mice out or? I think so. Yeah. We haven't seen any signs of it for a while. Yeah. And it's getting, it's gotten cold too. So I think we've got it solved. We'll see. It's really terrible. <laughs> I really. I finally got her to check the trap like when I was gone. Because I would come I home and then have them. to check the trap and be like, bud. There's like, it's probably been in here for a little bit. Oh my gosh, I can't. Oh, they're like molded. That would gross me out. Oh, molded? Why are they dead? This will just start to mold. Yeah, they start decomposing a little bit. I can't. Don't even talk about it. (laughs) Her and I are going to throw up right now. (laughs) So I actually called my sister to come over and grab one one time, which embarrassed me. I was like, all right, no. I don't blame I am not from the country. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not from the country. Where are you from? Texas, San Antonio. That's kind of country to me. No, it's like a city. Oh, San Antonio is just a city. It's just, okay. it, I mean, it likes to pretend that it's cowboys and rodeo. And right. If anybody from Texas is listening, they'll be like, we are. We We're are country. country. We're country. <laughs> but not country like, Elena, where are you from? What? Idaho. There's 300 um. people in this town. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. So how well, did you guys end up buying an RV park? Like, <sighs> was there a conversation that you guys were like, oh, like, let's buy an RV park? Like, how did that even happen? It was an evolution. It was an evolution. So when I got ready to separate from that Air Force, I knew I didn't want to work in a cubicle farm and mm-hmm. didn't really want to work for somebody else, want to have more freedom. So I started researching real estate investing, and it kind of evolved in the research from like a bunch of single family to multifamily. I landed on mobile home parks um, and partnered on one of those. And then I think you were probably the first podcast I ever heard talking about RV parks. RV queen right here. That's yeah. right. Um, so then I started looking into that too, and I still love mobile home parks, but um, RV parks just more fun, and the other avenues of cash flow that you yeah, can have. Yeah, the cash flow is yes. so much better. Are you guys yeah. campers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys do like tent camping or like RV camping? Can we have a trailer. You're actually yeah. campers or like glampers? It's, it's, yeah, I have a tra- we have a trailer. Glamping. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess that's not glamping it has a like in our sense, but yeah, like a. So do you have like a class A? Oh, you have a trailer. We have a trailer. We okay. have a travel trailer. Travel trailer. She yeah. would be a camper. Like well, she's got the tent and the and we'd be on the ground. I have reached an age. I'm not going anymore. <laughs> I am not sleeping in a tent. I don't care the scenario. But the RV you'll do. In like a comfortable bed with a toilet and a shower. and Yes, like, but 
in my household, I am the one that drives the 40 foot oh, bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh. so I've been pregnant for forever, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. And being the one who's pregnant, driving the bus, setting it all up, mm-hmm. dumping the tanks. I'm like, I think I'm over this for a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think I want to do this right now. There's a season. I would, and I'm not in my camping yeah. season. Yeah. I would kill a lot of people if I got behind the wheel oh of an gosh. RV. Have you ever driven one of those things? Yeah. You've driven the giant buses? Mm-hmm. Dude, people should have to have a license yeah. for that. Absolutely. The first time I drove it, my ex-husband like followed me back home because I had him like show me how to use all of the stuff. And he's like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm like, we're gonna die. Like, how did they let me leave this place driving this thing? Yeah. It's totally crazy they don't make people have license for that. It is, I agree, yeah. We've seen some dangerous people. Yeah, I'm probably one of those dangerous people. <laughs> yeah, Wait, so have driver. both of you guys driven them? Not the big. I With the trailer, yes, but not the big bus, no. Well, the bus, like, sways with the wind because they're so tall. And if you get anywhere near the, like, line on the road, it, like, drags you <laughs> down. And you're just, like, being drugged down into the ditch. And yeah. it totally freaks me out every time I drive it. Yeah, that would definitely. Uh, no. I should stop driving it. I should stop driving it. I need a driver. How old are your kids? Four and six. We have a four-year-old girl and a six-year-old boy. Aww. Yeah. They're pretty amazing. Yeah. We like them. <laughs> we like them. We're trying to transition you into talking about homeschooling. Oh. oh. <laughs> I see. She's like, let me help you. Let me help you with this. Yes. Homeschooling. So that was the big the big draw for me to retire. I love the military. Amazing. amazing Congratulations time. on that, by yeah, the way. Thank you. thank you for your service, by the way. I probably should have oh, said that at the beginning. No. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. We had the best time. Um, yeah, it was amazing. So you're a month out. A month, yes. And so just being able to have this opportunity to spend time with my kids before they don't like me anymore, Aww. right? Before they they have friends and but teenagers. They won't, that and won't happen with homeschooling. All right. Mm. They will love me forever? <laughs> I mean, maybe they should. Okay. I feel like when you homeschool your kids, you have so much more of this like tight knit family environment. As you know, my oldest daughter comes with me to all this stuff. She's here today, She's the best. Um, and it's a different it's a different relationship than the kids who like have to be at every cool thing at school and mm-hmm. like they aren't friends with their siblings because they're friends with all the kids in their classes. You know, their siblings are those things. And I think one of the coolest things I saw with homeschooling was um, we belong to a co-op in Tennessee. Do y'all know what the homeschool co-ops? Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know what that is, it can be once a week or twice a week, but the homeschool families all go to like a set place and it's kind of like their school. And maybe some of the parents will trade off teaching different topics that maybe they have a skill set in. For example, I taught the high school intro to business class in the co-op and like different parents have different skills, right? And even though the kids would love seeing all these other kids this couple days a week, when it came to lunchtime, you would still see all the families choosing to go sit with each other and helping their brothers and sisters. And it's just like this so amazing family dynamic that made me want to cry. I'm like, we are homeschooling forever (laughs) after seeing that. Because it's just the way school works in our Mm -hmm. modern culture, like families are torn apart because they're going to this sport and that sport and this activity. And like, dude, people think that like a lip sync club club is more important than like eating dinner together as a family. Like I'm just not here for that. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with if you choose to do that. It's just not the life I want for my family. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm also choosing to homeschool. What made you guys decide to homeschool? Really the flexibility. So her schedule is kind of crazy with when she's home from flying and when she's not. And we thought, well, what's the point of me being retired if we're still tied to a school that they have to go to? So we wanted to be as flexible as possible 
so that we can take them with us so that they can come to the park and be a part of the business and grow them in that way. Do you plan on managing the park yourself or are you going to hire a manager? So for a little while, we'll have to manage it ourselves. For what? For a little while. For a little while. Mm -hmm. So you're going to take the kids with you each day. What does that look like in your head? Um, A little chaotic. A little chaotic. Because my four-year-old will be tied to me like she will need to physically be on me mm-hmm. um, my six-year-old will probably run away with someone and be like i was like selling wood to people as he drives around <laughs> he's pumped to make money at the campground yeah Aww. he's, oh, he's like planning that. he's inventing all the things he's gonna drive around and sell to all the campers i love yeah. that he was like i'm gonna start selling tacos uh, who what who's tacos who's making, who's making the tacos, tacos? <laughs> <laughs> like mom you can buy those from a food service company <laughs> have you seen the golf carts that they have set up for that no. There's these golf carts that you can buy that are set up as like a convenient or like a um, convenience store, like a concession Ooh. stand, and they've got like a place for like a warmer and like a oh, um, neat. like the coffee section or like an ice cream area with a freezer. Like they have these custom golf carts. I think it's Club Car that makes them that are meant oh, for that cool. for driving through the campground and selling whatever random thing it is that you're selling. That would be his. That's jam. what he needs yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's cool. He's I'm sure in. it's like twenty thousand dollars, but that's what he needs for Christmas. I mean, it's better than some more toys, honestly, at this totally point. So yeah, many I agree. So you're pumped for homeschool. I am. I am. I was a little apprehensive, but I was homeschooled until sixth grade. So, you know, my mom was an early education teacher. So I thought, oh, I don't know how I'm going to live up to that. But I think we just kind of enjoy subject by subject. And and it's just so different than telling him to shh and be quiet and sit down. And we get to rage a little bit during the day before we have lessons and I I think it's been wonderful I think they've kind of gotten into a routine because there there was some butting heads when we first tried <laughs> after the summer dude we still butt heads yeah and we're like my oldest is sixth grade so I don't know that that I think that's like part of the territory okay with homeschooling because think about kids in a classroom most of them like have some resistance or like coming home and trying to do homework like there's usually some resistance there so I don't don't be too hard on yourself I think that's normal she's always telling me she's like you gotta let go of the rope she's like Mm -hmm. when you two just like butt heads you gotta just let go and choose a different activity and just move on one of the best things I ever heard was um a life and relationship therapist was talking to the women's group I don't know if y'all were there and somebody asked a question about raising kids and she said y'all aren't rule followers. Why would you think your kids are going to be? <laughs> oh, that's good. You're like, oh yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't really want them to be. Exactly. No, we so want why them are we push. trying to make them do that? Yeah. Yeah. I want them to push everyone else but me. Like, I want them to like, <laughs> listen to me. Yeah, I regularly say, like, my kids are going to be freaking amazing if they can survive <laughs> yes. these couple of years. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a really sweet moment about a week ago. Reading has been a tough one for our son. He just doesn't want to sit down and like focus and sound out the words. But then I heard him reading her a book and then yeah. and then I heard him thank her for teaching him how to read. Aww, and I was like, oh, that make you want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> and also a little bit like I've put in some time too. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> <laughs> about me, but it was, it was really sweet It was moment. super, because he just picked up the book and said, oh, let me read this to you. And we just laid down and he just started reading to me. And I got so excited. I wanted to just like squeeze Aww. him and shake him. But I was, I was cool. I didn't abuse my child, but I was really <laughs> excited. What did you use to teach him? Uh, so we've just been using phonics. So we've just been sounding out words. And he he went to kindergarten because I was still in the military last year. Um, so they had started that process. And we're just kind of still sounding things out and using phonetics to 
get him through the words. But he's got a good memory. Yeah, there's this really cool book called How to Teach Your Child to Read in 100 Easy Lessons that I've used with all of mine, and I love it. Okay. like from the 80s, it's super old, and I I might be wrong, and it's the 90s, but point being, it's not not a new book. Um, It's on Amazon, it's cheap, and it it does sound everything out, but the way that it does it, my kids think it's fun, because you like, it's like a game. And so, yeah, we like that, mixing it with Bob books. I don't know how far along he is. Those may be too elementary for him, but. We could try it, yeah. Yeah. We're doing the early readers right now. Yeah. But, okay. So are you going to use a curriculum, or are you going to, for reading? For homeschooling. Are you going to build your own? So I've been piecemealing, like we're doing, um, we, we have, I have a math curriculum, and then I've used a little bit of, um, Oh my gosh, the good and the beautiful. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I've heard one. of that one. Yeah, it's a little bit religious in some yeah. things, but it's just a really um it's a nice setup. It's really beautiful. And then uh but mostly there's also teachers pay teachers where you can kind of pull things yeah. off of. And I just found one for Spanish. Uh, I'll have to look that up, but th- I'm just kind of pulling, mostly what we're doing is we're picking subjects. Like we just did a one on survival. So it's outdoor survival. So all the different subjects were targeted towards outdoor survival where did you get that i love that i will i will i will I look it that. up yeah it was it was super fun they did a whole project of just starting fires that was one day of <laughs> we need different to do ways although to start i think fires. my kids might burn something down <laughs> i don't that's know about fine. that one um yeah that's what she came home to she's like oh that will be for me i will do the fires mm-hmm. yeah i need that that's so that. cool that's yeah. why i love homeschool because they're like yeah we're teaching our kids how to start fires like <laughs> what would you do today that's the last thing that they're doing like in regular school right so yes. do you teach or do you speak spanish no so i feel like language no i just a foreign shame. language has been the hardest thing for me for teaching them and i brought a tutor in it's probably a little bit over it has been a little over a year now and i don't know that that's any easier um we did too. They're more resistant to that than any of the other things. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Yeah. No. Hmm. Maybe because they're learning Chinese and the Chinese teacher is a little mm. strict. Yeah. Like. Oh. Uh, that sounds difficult. Yeah. We in in Idaho, one of her cousin's kids is going to a Mandarin immersion school. So like half the it's day. It's in the public school. It's in the public school. Yeah. It's what? Just, oh, that's wow. cool. They can either do Mandarin or in Spanish. In Idaho? That's yeah. random. Yeah. No. And, and tiny little Idaho. Yeah. Like not a big town. I was town. shocked because it's the same public school I went to. <laughs> I, I was shocked. She does that's not speak crazy. Mandarin. Yeah. But the kids go Chinese secure now. So the parents have no idea what they're speaking, which is pretty fun. That's freaking that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So they have yeah. no idea. And she's like, no, no, none of that. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have the baby listening to Chinese nursery rhymes. So I have all these I Chinese nursery rhymes stuck in my head. It's like, Papa Mofu. Like all these little <laughs> Chinese nursery rhymes in my head all day. That's cool. So maybe the kids need more yes. of the songs and stuff. Yeah. Starting them young. Real young. Real Three young. Months. That's <laughs> right. That's how you yeah. got to do it. That's how we did it. So. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, do your kids when you're homeschooling are they a little wild? Because my kids are super wild. They're running around, peeing outside, and like, do your kids do crazy stuff like this? Uh, yes, Lo- Logan and Grandpa. Yes, yes. There's peeing outside. There's peeing outside. There's peeing oh my outside. gosh! I thought it was all. I feel no. so feel like heard and seen right now. No. <laughs> there's like, oh, that's what you, if I knew that's all you needed. Like, <laughs> like we need to like send Travis a message on because, Instagram. And yeah, like, because this my, is what Shannon needs. My parents are like, that's not normal, Shannon. That's totally normal. normal. Well, your parents oh. are from LA. My parents are from LA. Yes, it's that's not normal true. in LA. I think it's I a mean, generational thing too, because my mom and dad sometimes kind of like do this, and I'm just like, yep, 
They're a little wild. Yeah. Like, I like refer to them as our little wildlings. And I like oh, them I a little wild. Yeah. yeah, mine are definitely feral, and I'm yeah. all for it. Like, yeah. I kind of love it. I'm like, yeah, secretly I like that she's peeing outside. You go, you bad girl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is your rebellion, peeing outside instead of in the house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie, but I don't, like, say that. Um, but I'm glad to know that, like, your kids are also doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're just we, having uh, their best life. They are. Like, a couple summers ago, when... Our son was smaller. Hopefully he never hears this. He'd be oh mad at me. But gosh. we were eating. We were outside eating watermelon, and we finished the watermelon, and he went to the bathroom in the watermelon bowl, and my dad was just like... <laughs> like, he, just real casually. He wait, just like, no, one of the girls in the mastermind, <laughs> she was on our weekly call, and she had just made homemade mashed potatoes from scratch, which she, like, never does because it's so hard, and she put them on the table, and the kid peed in the mashed potato bowl before they got to eat it for dinner. <laughs> I love hearing these stories. Yeah, so it's not just <laughs> The empty watermelon bowl is way better than oh, it's the, best. the full the mashed potato Full bowl. mashed potatoes in the kitchen on the That's table. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just kids. That's Our kids do. are unapologetically themselves. <laughs> they are really unapologetically are. themselves. And we should all strive to live a little bit more that way. Other than please no one pee on anything at the retreat this weekend. <laughs> Especially anything homemade. Like, yes. <laughs> like no to the food. Homemade cooking. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> don't pee on that. That's awesome. Then. Well, thank you, ladies, for being here with us today and sharing so much from your lives. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and we can't wait to see what you guys do with your RV park. So we'll oh, definitely be you. watching. Next retreat at the RV park. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yes, please. Yeah. It's rural. So yeah. Fun. Maybe we need to be rural. That'd be good. Yeah, Let's do like it. it. We it totally would be beautiful. Should. That could we, be fun. We've got a quirky neighbor, too, so it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> Dude, I think RV parks automatically come with quirky neighbors. We have a naked one. He, like... He has, he has some PTSD, and so, like, about <laughs> once a month, he's, like, out in his backyard just naked laying out there. We're like, this wow. is really good for customer service. Like, <laughs> yep. That's, there's, a lot, there's a common thread there. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yep. That's good marketing. You should like post that up. Oh sure no, I have, like, a, I have a family park. I don't know that people want to see Nice. Um, are you guys on social media at all? Is there anywhere that someone can follow you guys? Yes. Yes. On Instagram, they could follow us at um, Burn the Marshmallow. Burn the Marshmallow. <laughs> I, I love, love that. that. That's the best one we've heard. I'm, I'm going to remember. That's such good marketing, you guys. Good job. Who came up with that? Alina did. You know See, this. He, these are the things she's contributing to the marriage. Yes. Yep. We should have been making a list. I she, contribute. She does. Con I'm telling you, she does a lot of work. Handy. Yeah. Creative name ideas. So handy. I'll never forget that Instagram name. Oh. Yeah. Yay. That's really smart. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I really appreciate thank it. You thank for you for having us. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye.